Well, hello there. Come on in. Oh, Will, you've got company. Thank you, George Croftchuk and his Bighorn Buckaroos. Howdy, folks, and welcome to Dawson's Den, sponsored this week by GK's Rhubarb. GK, the best in fresh, frozen, and canned rhubarb, and it's gluten-free. Try rhubarb from GK. Your family will say, okay, for GK. LJ of the Cowboy Creamery stopped in today and we're sitting in the den enjoying a heaping bowls of Cowboy Creamery ice cream. Howdy, LJ. Howdy, Will. So, uh, LJ, you are one of the owners of Cowboy Creamery in Sheridan, Wyoming. Is that right? Yes, sir. That's right, Will. You know, LJ, I have a lactose intolerant friend who works in an ice cream parlor in Montana. You have a lactose tolerant fr intolerant friend who works at an ice cream parlor? Yeah. He can't take it, but he sure can dish it out. <laughs> well, I'm not lactose intolerant. Well, that's a good thing because you and your family make ice cream. You know, I would have to say, this is just about the best ice cream I've ever eaten. What makes Cowboy Creamery ice cream so unique and tasty? Well, Will, there are three kinds of ice cream. <clears throat> There's what you call soft serve ice cream, which has too little cream to be called ice cream. Um, there's premium ice cream, which has to have about 10% cream by volume. And they're allowed to put about 130% air injection into it to fluff it up. That's a lot of air. Yes, sir. You can take a gallon of cream and fluff it up to 2.3 gallons of ice cream. So you're, you're kind of buying air. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like it. Then there's what they call super premium ice cream, which has a lower level of air allowed in it, about 70%. Uh, percent, and a higher cream threshold, you have to have about 14% minimum cream by volume to be considered super premium. Well, Cowboy Creamery exceeds that cream and decreases that air maximum by about half. So we concentrate the cream so thick, you almost need a Leatherman to eat it. And uh, in your mouth, you're gonna fight to, to uh, kind of melt it. It's that thick and rich and creamy. So you're mostly eating uh, frozen cream then? About as close to butter as you can be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's uh, what makes ice cream uh, from Cowboy Creamery unique. Yes, sir. It's not so much flavoring, although we do come up with some pretty unique ideas. It's more the fact that we want to sell you cream and not air. Okay, and uh, 
this is a family-run operation? Yes, sir. Well, we're a, a Wyoming C Corporation, and we're all family-owned, uh, uh, debt-free, and uh, we're, we're proud to say that we're growing leaps and bounds and really want to thank the folks of um, Wyoming, especially in South Dakota and Colorado, where we distribute our products. Okay. How many uh, people in your family are involved in the, the operation? Well, being a, a corporation, we have a board. So uh, there's probably about four of us, brothers and cousins, but uh, you're talking to the operator. I'm looking at them? Yeah, I'm the uh, I'm the uh, new ingredient and flavor guy. I'm the manufacturer. I'm the salesman. And of course, I load up my rig every other week and deliver to three states. So I, I guess I'm the delivery boy too. Okay. So you make the ice cream and uh, develop the flavors and take it out there and deliver it. But other family members are involved in the day-to-day -day operations or the, the uh, uh, total operations of the, uh, of the company. Yes, sir. You got what we call the workhorse who you're talking to right now. And then you got the behind the scenes fellas that Take care of the financials and the ordering and, you know, marketing and, and just family business talking over a cup of coffee and, and planning out the future one day at a time. Okay. And uh, you're not originally from Sheridan, I understand, but uh, why did you choose Sheridan to uh, set up Cowboy Creamery? Well, Will, uh, our family are avid uh, outdoorsmen and... Uh, I've been pheasant hunting since I've been able to walk. And uh, we uh, we hunt near Mitchell, north of Mitchell, in a place called Howard, South Dakota. I've been going there for since I can remember. And as I became a man and lived in different places, you know, Sheridan was always my way station. I'd always stop here on the way to South Dakota and stop here on the way back home. And who, who can resist Sheridan? It's the town that... Um, has been the same for a hundred years and it's a family town, good God fearing people. And, uh, it's a place everyone dreams of living. So I always thought if I could do it over again, I'd, I'd move to Sheridan and, and start a business. And so you did. Okay. Well, that's mighty interesting. LJ we'll continue our discussion with LJ of Cowboy Creamery after we field a few questions from our Answer is no mailbag. The answer is no. Questions where the answer is almost always no. It's time once again for the answer is no. Let's see here. Confused in California sent a text the other day and asks, Hey dude, I was driving on the I-90 in Montana last week and saw all these deer crossing signs along the road. That's gnarly, man. Do you dudes in Montana teach deer to cross the road at those signs? The answer is no. Hey, um, dude, deer can't read or understand traffic signs. The signs are for people. People, deer walk wherever they want to walk. And as for teaching a deer anything, good luck. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nellie, Nellie in Nantucket writes, 
Dear Will, are there any nuts in almond ice cream? The answer is no. Well, other than in super premium ice cream like that made at Cowboy Creamery, there are no nuts in almond ice cream. Inferior brands add rutabagas to almond flavored ice cream to uh, mimic the taste. Oh, um, <clears throat> as a disclaimer for our nut allergy friends, almonds are nuts. So um, <clears throat> skip almond ice cream, please. Um, Bemidji, Bemidji, Bemused in Bemidji asks, Hey there, Will, I've been listening to all these dumb questions, don't you know? I can't believe it. Do you sit in the den and make these questions up? The answer is no. Nope. I stand. Actually, all of these questions used on the answer is no have been asked by real people somewhere and at some time. Who needs to make things up when we all can say dumb things at a moment's notice? If you have a question for me, click that little message button at the site. The answer just might be no. We're back with LJ from the Cowboy Creamery in Sheridan, Wyoming. So, LJ, how many different flavors of ice cream do you make? Well, I've almost lost count, but if I recall correctly, we're at 21 right now with um, two in the works. 21 flavors. Yes, sir. That's um, that's getting up toward a uh, some big ice cream chain, which I will not mention. Uh, yeah, 21 flavors. That's pretty good. And, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to think of which is my favorite one. I think you have uh, one with huckleberries in it or blueberries. That's one of our first uh, signature, what you might call an original flavor. We uh, we use prickly pear cactus juice. Uh, we received direct from the grower in Arizona to flavor the cream. And then we buy um, coastal huckleberries and cook them down ourselves uh, and add some sugar. And we use it, the huckleberries as a swirl. That that flavor you're talking about is called uh, Pecos Peat Prickly Pear. And that's probably our number one seller. Yeah, I recall that. That was, uh, that was a friend to my taste buds. <laughs> and... Uh, how about Appaloosa? You, you and I noticed that you were you kind of um, have some clever names for your, the flavors. Well, Appaloosa was kind of an easy name to pick. It's I think it's one of the world's first molasses blackstrap molasses ice creams. Uh, kind of like I think uh, Pecos Pete is one of the world's first cactus juice ice creams. But um, Appaloosa got its name not so much from the molasses to flavor the cream, but we make our own, we make a lot of our own ingredients. And in Appaloosa, we make uh, our fudge and we pour it over white chocolate chips. So that brown and white spotting kind of instantly popped up Appaloosa. And that's the story behind the name. <laughs> what are some other flavors that you have? We did a flavor in honor of the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. We call it Trailblazer, aptly named. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, um, of course, we decided to use a marshmallow swirl because of clouds. Uh, so it's a marshmallow fudge swirl with almonds. 
And the cream is flavored with um, barley malt. It's really? the syrup extracted from uh, germinating the barley grain and cooking out the, the sugars from it and commonly used in beer, but uh, no alcohol. Mm-hmm. So that's another one. Um, I'm trying to think of some other unique ones. Oh, one of our biggest uh, popular unique ones is a caramel ice cream. <clears throat> we had a lot of old timers wanting butter brickle. Well, I had to scratch my head and figure out what butter brickle was. And when I when I figured it out, we decided to make English butter toffee. So we make our own English butter toffee, pour it over almonds, dip it in dark chocolate, and crumble it in uh, caramel ice cream. And that's another one of our signature flavors that just goes gangbusters with our customers. Do you have any bacon-flavored ice cream? <laughs> we tried, but we got shot down. Apparently, we can't have any meat products cured or otherwise in our facility, but we actually wanted to do a bacon maple ice cream with maple syrup. And uh, That sounds good. Yeah, if you and I can figure out a way to do it without getting caught, maybe we can. Uh, that'll be our next flavor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, um, Brussels sprouts would be an interesting flavor, too. <laughs> well, I, I guess if you don't get enough... Uh, uh, roughage from your meals, you can get it in your dessert. <laughs> How about um, kind of chocolate flavored ice creams? I got a funny story if you got the time to listen to it. I do. So uh, Sheridan is real famous, world renowned place. And we, we uh, get travelers from Germany and all types of different countries. Well, one day I got this gal come in from France and you may or may not know how French people are about their food and they're pretty snooty about it. And uh, she came in requesting chocolate. She took one bite and demanded her money back, which I promptly gave her. And she told me this wasn't chocolate. And we went back and reformulated. And our chocolates probably have the most cocoa powder. We use Giardelli cocoa powder, which is a highly regarded product. Mm -hmm. You're going to get hit in the face with chocolate bar none and the story if you're a chocolate lover any of our chocolates will satisfy you so you do have some uh, how about chocolate and peanut butter kind of flavor do you have any of those that would be our will that would be our our fool's gold that's um that's a, a dense chocolate cream with um a um, a peanut butter and a fudge i won't call them swirls but we just kind of Everything's done by hand. I, I don't know if I mentioned, but we're all a handmade process. So we don't have fancy swirl machines, um, but we do put fudge swirls and peanut butter swirls in there. And, and uh, that'd be the fool's gold. We also have a, a stampede, which is, again, the same chocolate cream with fudge and chocolate chips. And we're soon going to be making our own chocolate chips in-house as well. We try to make as many of our ingredients as we can then um our runaway best chocolate is our bighorn chocolate which is a traditional uh chocolate then i think our last chocolate is um wrangler and wrangler was made by miss rodeo uh while 2019 she and her mom came in she you may recall she was from ranchester Mm -hmm. and they came in asking for a donation and i said uh I'll do you one better. Why don't you and your mom come up with a new flavor and we'll cut you in on the proceeds. And sure enough, they came up with a winner. It's a, it's a light chocolate with our own espresso that we, we cook down ourselves and a raspberry swirl. I guess those gals like a little raspberry in their coffee. So 
that's our last chocolate. Like I said before, chocolates. Well, espresso and uh, and raspberry go together. At least I think so. Well, you're a you're a coffee connoisseur, then, if you will. <laughs> well, not really, <laughs> but uh, you talked a little bit about um, doing the hand swirls. But um, can you go into a little more about the uh, ice cream making process? I sure can. Happy to do it. Um, so we are the only handmade ice cream you can buy retail, as far as we know, anywhere in the country. And I, I, I should say distributed. So we're the only handcrafted ice cream maker that distributes our products interstate. I'm sure you can go into a shop in your local city and get a handcrafted product. But um, we mix our cream by hand. We, we uh, measure and whisk the ingredients by hand. We package by hand. And the only thing we don't do is... Um, churn the ice cream by hand we have a little machine that does that and um an interesting fact will we only make three gallons of ice cream at a time so when you walk into your store in south dakota or colorado or wyoming and you grab a pint of cowboy creamer ice cream rest assured that pint came out of a three gallon handcrafted batch and it's it was made to order for that store that store calls their orders in one week we order the cream and make the ice cream that weekend. We load the truck and deliver it to them the next week. You're never eating more than two-week-old ice cream. So it's fresh, small-batched. Small-batch, yes, sir. And um, uh, it's all done by hand. We package by hand. I, I hate to give away a trade secret, but I am guess, guess I'm going to have to. We, we use a sausage press to package our pints. You got a little motor on it. It's a three-gallon sausage press. We, we load up the tube with... Ice cream, if it has swirls, we layer a scoop of ice cream, uh, swirls, and then another scoop of ice cream, and so on. We set the uh, electric motor on it, and we just stand in front of it with empty pints, and we we fill our, our pints of ice cream with a sausage press. <laughs> so we're about as homemade as you can get. That's cool. Yeah. You know, LJ, it sounds like uh, you take a lot of care making your ice cream. We'll be back with LJ of the Cowboy Creamery, after we discover who is in the Critter Corner this week. Just about every mammal has a tail, and these appendages are pretty darn useful. Mammals use their tails for balance and to swing, swim, grasp, and climb. They also use their tails to warn of danger in courtship rituals and discouraging other animals from trespassing on their territories. A common use of a tail is for locomotion. Harvest mice can use their tails as a set of extra hands. Harvest mice use their tail to help them climb corn, using the tip of their tail to grasp the stalk and steady itself when climbing in the wind. Shrews also use their tails to climb and balance. They hook their tails around an object before climbing up or down. Otters use their tails, along with their paws and movements of their body, to swim. The tail is used as a rudder and can allow the otter to steer and propel itself forward. Many mammals need their tail for balance. For example, squirrels use their tails when jumping from tree to tree. 
jumping through the air can easily change a squirrel's balance, but they use their tail as a rudder to control their body movements in the air. Mountain lions are experts at utilizing their tails for balance. They use their tail as a counterbalance to keep their body weight steady and use their tails as a rudder to jump across large gaps or down a high drop. By moving their tail sideways and down toward their feet, a mountain lion can turn their body and ensure they always land upright. Tails are useful for protection. Many animals in cold climates, such as the coyote, fox, or squirrel, will wrap their tails around their faces or bodies to help keep warm. North American beavers use their tail to warn others when danger is near. They slap their flat tail against the surface of the water as an alert that there is a predator or other threat close by. Rabbits use their tails to signal to other rabbits that a predator, such as a fox, is approaching. By flashing the white on the undersides of their tails, other rabbits will know there is danger close by. White-tailed deer also use their tails to signal danger. If they hear or see a potential threat, the deer will lift its tail straight up, exposing the white underside. This is a clear message to their herd to be alert or to flee. When other deer in the herd also show their tails, Potential predators can get confused by the show of white tails and may not know which animal to chase after. Wolves use tail positions to communicate. Threatening wolves hold their tails high, almost perpendicular, while submissive wolves lower themselves before dominant pack members, tails tucked between their legs. Wolves will wag their tails shown mostly by lower status members of a pack to dominant members. Wolves don't always don't stay in their packs and may split off into smaller hunting groups or even just wander off by themselves. Tail wagging and other greeting behaviors can be seen when the pack reunites and is similar to what domestic dogs do with humans and other dogs. Tails may be last but they certainly aren't least. Well, LJ, you surely have made ice cream from cowboy creamery sound enticing. And I'm sure folks who haven't tried it would like to know where they can get their hands on a pint. Yes, sir. Well, <laughs> we're blessed. It, that's a long-winded answer. We're in Rapid City, South Dakota, Piedmont, Sturgis, uh, Deadwood. Uh, we're in Moorcroft, Wyoming. We're in Gillette, Wyoming. We're in, um, of course, we're in Sheridan. We're in KC. We're in <clears throat> Casper and Wyoming and uh, Cheyenne and Laramie and Midwest. <laughs> Uh, of course, we're in uh, Loveland and Greeley and Fort Collins and probably a few other places that I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> These are in grocery stores that people can buy them? Yep. I'll, I'll tell you, one of our biggest customers is uh, Mr. D's Supermarket in Lander, of all places. We're in Lander. We're up in uh, Grable. And they, um, they've had such a success that they stop selling or severely reduce 
that um, that ice cream place from out back east. Uh, I'm not going to mention their name, but uh, they used to have a whole freezer full of them. Now they have a shelf of them. <laughs> and the old Hat Six Travel Plaza in Casper, they've stopped selling any ice cream but ours. They only sell a, a, a outfit out of Texas because they come in half gallon sizes for people who want larger portions. Of course, being handcrafted, we we sell in pints only. They carry all 21 of our flavors and, and order it by the boatload. So you can pretty much find our um, our ice cream on your travels anywhere in this this part of the country. <clears throat> Are there any places that sell it um, by the cone or by the dish? No, sir. But you know, it's it's funny. I hadn't thought of that. Um, one of our family's um, kind of roundtable board meetings is to look at a franchise type of thing where we provide trailers and tubs of ice cream for. You know, if you wanted to go to rodeo and sell ice cream cones or go to the, the Sturgis motorcycle rally. So that's kind of in the works. It's funny that you mentioned that, but n- nothing now. All right. So you kind of talked about, uh, oh, your family was considering some other options. Do you have any plans to expand the operation besides what you just mentioned? Yes, sir. Well, um, we love Sheridan. and We're never leaving Sheridan. <clears throat> I want to make that clear. Uh, Sheridan ain't dairy country, but we got to work around for that. We we get some of our dairy local out of Afton or or um, family farms in Casper area. We get most of our dairy, who to write dairy from Montana. Um, so we're good on that. But I think as we expand <clears throat> and uh, we have a salesperson down in uh, Colorado now who's bringing in some stores for us, uh, it kind of makes sense to have a, I don't know, I guess you'd call it a hub down in Cheyenne where, you know, maybe we have a nondescript um, pole structure and a big walk-in freezer and a, and a truck there. Uh, and we hire a driver and, and um, we drop off the orders every week and he just picks up the orders out of the freezer and grabs the in- invoices and expands our distribution. So we're not always driving 16 hour days like we kind of are now. <laughs> so that, I think that's the plan. Okay. Well, you you mentioned uh, you got uh, milk from the Hooterite colonies and um, some uh, other uh, dairy farmers uh, from the region. Is that right? Yes, sir. We're not direct buyers. Um, there are some regulations in being a food processor and also in accepting raw food products in the same facility. But um, we work hand in hand with a uh, outfit that'll process that dairy for us to our specifications. So, and they've assured us time and time again that um, they ain't getting dairy from New York state. They're getting it from uh, Wyoming family farms, which is pretty much what we have up here in, in Northern Wyoming. And of course, Hooterites are well known for good farming practices. And so uh, we always assure our customers that our, our dairy and our foods are, are sourced and made local. Cool. Well, thanks for stopping by today, LJ. And thanks to all of our listeners, too. Uh, Folks, uh, we'd be mighty grateful if you would help keep the lights on here in Dawson's Den. So please, click the Contribute button and make a contribution. Till next time, happy trails and keep smiling till we meet again in the den. That's Dawson's Den.